The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, raised his hands, and blessed them. As he blessed them, he parted from them and was taken up to heaven. They did him homage and then returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple praising God. The Gospel of the Lord. As you know, every week after the homily, we solemnly profess our faith, that ancient summary of the greatest foundations of our Catholic faith. And of course, one thing we say every week is, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. That mystery that we celebrate today, we focus on especially today, is clearly a foundational mystery of our faith. And there are three aspects of it I'd like to focus on this evening. Hope, heaven, and heralds. First, hope. The ascension of our Lord is a great mystery that gives us hope. It's a great meditation on the virtue of hope. Humanity, all of us, suffer from a fallen human condition. We're all weak, sinful, imperfect. We're tempted to sadness and disillusionment and even at times despair. And we witness so sadly in the world how many people are despairing and without hope and the lengths to which they go to do desperate things because they find that their lives are hopeless. But we are filled with hope because the Lord, through the symbol of his ascension, shows us what is possible. You see, hope is a grace. We can't get it ourselves naturally. Again, we have a fallen human nature. Hope is a gift that God gives us. It's a theological virtue, a God-given infused grace. And hope is that theological virtue by which we confidently trust in the promises that God has made to us and that he gives us the means to attain those promises. And his two greatest promises, of course, is that he is with us by grace in this life and we look forward to being with him forever in the next. Those are his two greatest promises. But also, hope means we trust that he gives us the means we need to attain those promises. That is, to trust confidently that he is with us and that we can make it to the promised land of heaven. How is that hope nourished? What are those means that he gives us to grow in hope? Well, what we've just done and what we're doing now, meditating the word of God. Especially when we find ourselves discouraged or down or lacking in hope, meditate a word. Let the Lord speak to you a word of hope and that fills us with the grace of hope. And of course, the sacraments that give us hope. The Lord who nourishes us with his body and blood in the Eucharist. The Lord who forgives our sins, which is a symbol of great hope. We are, we're not left slaves to our sins in the sacrament of penance. Those sacraments fill us with the grace of hope. Every time we pray, when we really turn to the Lord in heartfelt prayer, speak to him from the heart and let him speak to our hearts, we're filled with hope. 
we're filled with grace. And also, every time we reach out of ourselves and focus on someone else and do an act of charity for someone and show mercy to someone, whether it's spiritual mercy or material mercy, that engenders the grace of hope in us. As Jesus says, whatever you do to the least of my little ones, you do to me. So hope is that virtue by which we trust in the promises God has made to us, and we trust that he gives us the means to attain those promises. When we're tempted to sin, when we feel like giving up, when we feel uncertain or sad, discouraged or depressed, when we feel abandoned or alone, let us turn to the Lord through those means of grace, through word and sacrament and prayer and charity, and experience that gift of hope. Hope, heaven. Of course, the mystery of the Ascension is a great mystery that speaks to us of what our lives in heaven will be. Now, unfortunately, at times, I think our images of heaven are, are colored by popular culture. We think of heaven as, you know, little fat angels on clouds playing harps. Or even we think of heaven as, you know, God's on his throne, and we're kind of sitting there, and we're basking in his presence, and we're perfectly happy because we're looking at him and contemplating him. Now, sacred scripture does speak of heaven as being the vision of God and the contemplation of God, but that's an, an analogy, right? It's not like we go to the movies and we're sitting in those really comfortable recliners they have now and you kind of put up your feet and God's on the screen and like you're perfectly happy. No. The whole point of the ascension is that our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the second person of the Trinity, who has assumed our human nature and in and through that human nature has conquered sin and death and has risen from the dead and ascended into heaven, has taken our nature, our humanity, up into the very inner life of God. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so heaven is not just kind of like we're looking at God and we're perfectly happy. Our hope is, because of the ascension, that we will rise along with him and ascend on the last day at the resurrection of the dead, and our humanity will be taken up into the very inner life of the Trinity. Heaven means we become one with God. We don't become God. We still remain distinct persons. But we are taken up into his very inner life. Hope, heaven, and heralds. What Jesus said to the apostles 2,000 years ago, what Jesus did for the apostles 2,000 years ago, he says to us and does for us. Go make disciples of all nations. He says, you will be clothed with power from on high, and you will be my witnesses of these things. My friends, we have been clothed with power from on high, with the power of the Holy Spirit, sent by the Father and the Son in those means of grace that I just described, right? We have been consecrated and dedicated and set aside by the Lord for his service, especially through the consecration of our baptism and our confirmation. We have received the power of the Spirit of God, like the apostles, to be witnesses of these things for others. And that means we're especially called to be witnesses of hope. In a world so saturated with violence and depression and despair, we need to be mirrors of hope. As a matter of fact, of course, having received that gift of hope, we, that should be contagious. People should look at us and see Catholic Christians and see people that are filled with hope and filled with joy and filled with peace. Notice at the end of the Gospel of Luke there, after Jesus ascends into heaven, the disciples go back to Jerusalem filled with joy. He's no longer with them. But they realize he's going to send the power of the Holy Spirit and they're filled with joy because they realize he is with them through the power of his spirit and they've been entrusted with his own mission, just as every one of us has. Our world is desperate for hope. Let us be examples, shining examples of hope for the world.
And so, my friends, on this great solemnity of the Ascension, let us pray to grow in that virtue of hope, that confident trust that God is faithful to his great promises, that God is with us, and he never allows us to be tempted or tried beyond our ability to endure. And let us pray also that we will share that hope with great joy and peace with everyone we encounter in the world. My friends, let us never forget God is with us. He's out of sight, but he's not 